This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today on the program, I'm really so delighted to welcome our exclusive celebrity guest, the beautiful and talented host of Entertainment Tonight Canada, Cheryl Hickey, a television icon loved really from coast to coast. Canada's sweetheart, Cheryl Hickey, greets over half a million viewers each night, five nights a week, and really has been gracing our living rooms with ET Canada since 2005. So that's for 17 years now. As host, Cheryl Hickey relays in-depth profiles, breaking news coverage, and behind-the-scenes exclusives all across the country. She's interviewed practically every A-list Hollywood star, from Oprah to Brad Pitt, and she has reported from the red carpets of the Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Junos, the Grammys, Festival de Cannes, and many more. She was a nominee for a prestigious Canadian Screen Award, and she was named one of Hello Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People. She's also a loving and devoted mom to two, a wife, an incredible daughter, an entrepreneur, and someone who is constantly giving back by doing numerous charity events and working closely with Sick Kids Hospital, Food Bank's Canada and Habitat for Humanity. Working in the industry since the age of 16, Cheryl graduated from London's Fanshawe College with a broadcast journalism degree, working in a variety of radio and television roles before joining ET Canada for its launch in 2005. Recently, Cheryl was also named host of HGTV Canada's newest feel-good renovation series, Family Home Overhaul. She is also the founder of Cheryl's Home and Family, which focuses on creating innovative, safe, and exciting products that will benefit the whole family from babies and young children and grandparents and even pets. So fantastic. Can't wait to hear about that. Well, she really is one of the most beautiful women on television and beyond glamorous in her career, Cheryl is often described as completely down to earth and grounded, which I think is one of the secrets to her success. Cheryl brings her trademark glamour, professionalism and girl next door personality to everything she does, whether it's delivering a personal keynote or acting as a brand spokesperson. And we are so happy to have her here today. Longest bio ever, Cheryl Hickey. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. So good to have you here. What I love the most about your story, Cheryl, is that you actually took something that you always love to do, which is just talking and talking to people, and you made an entire career out of it. And I think your dad might have been the one who sparked your interest by saying to you once, do you know that you can have a job having conversations? And that's exactly what happened at age 16. You were both watching McLean Hunter cable TV. 
And he suggested you go down to the community station and apply for a job. And that's exactly what happened. Can you tell us more about what fascinated you with the TV station when you first got there? I think that it was really just how many different jobs there were. Yeah, my dad, you know, when I was little, I used to run around with a microphone all the time and interview everybody. And, and at one point thought I was Whitney Houston and I could sing until my mom was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. But I loved to talk. I mean, I can, one of my, I was saying this to my mom the other day. I remember one of my earliest memories in elementary school was sitting in the alcove at recess on a chair. And I had a lineup around the bend of kids and I would just sit and listen to their problems or whatever they wanted to tell me. And I remember that very vividly. And I did it recess after recess after recess. And I would just listen to people. And so by nature, I, I love the art of conversation. And I love talking. And I suppose when I got into the cable station, I realized right then that, that it was more than just the on-air stuff. There was so much, so many jobs. And I was like, oh, well, then there's tons I can do. Like It doesn't have to be just this one thing. Because I like to try everything. Isn't that wonderful? And you you parlayed that to that experience into studying broadcast journalism at Fanshawe College. I think you've made them pretty famous, uh, saying that Cheryl Hickey graduated from there. And you left home at age 17. You left Owen Sound at age 17 to move to London, Ontario, which is quite young. And I love the story about how when you graduated, you wanted to go back home. I so understand that to your hometown for your first job. And you did get a job as a correspondent at uh, K106.5 as a correspondent later as an afternoon news anchor. What did you do on the radio? What do you remember about that first job in your career? Um, I remember just desperately wanting to get home. At 17, I would say now, and I've said this to my mom, um, I was too young to go away. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I just, I knew nothing about finances. I knew nothing about, my mom babied me, bless her socks, but she did. I didn't know <laughs> yes. how to cook. I didn't know, you know. So there were so many things I didn't know. And I felt, I really did feel like I was too young. Um, that said, as soon as school was over, I was like, get me home. So <laughs> I went home and this job was really great. My very first job was a summer events reporter. So I rode around in a cruiser and did live hits on the radio at, you know, at Sable Beach, Wasaga Beach, and gave away prizes all day. And it was great. It was the best job ever. And, and then kind of went into, you know, I realized obviously that this was a short-term thing and it was a way to get my foot in the door. Uh, and then I started to, I think I started in um, doing city council in Southampton and Port Elgin. And I can remember just sitting there and stressing over a story because how do I, how do I take this four hour long council meeting and pick just one thing to make a story out of? So, um, yeah, I just remember it being, gosh, it was just, just learning so much, you know, learning through practice. And soaking it all up. And and then your first television job was in Barrie at the new VR, where you worked mm. as a production assistant and later as a writer for the six o'clock news. And you even learned to operate a camera and how mm. to film the news. And I love the story about how you learned how to operate the camera by following around another camera person using, I think, a secondhand camera and filming the same story. 
And then you would stay even later at night to edit the piece and try to match it to the actual news item that had just Mm -hmm. aired that night. And Mm -hmm. all I could think about when I read this was what drive and determination you must have had even at a young age. And so I guess the question is, what do you think drives you so relentlessly to always aim for the A plus in life? Ah, I don't know. I think, I think it's really when, when passion meets a goal. I think when you see the goal and you have the passion behind it, you know, you can want something, but if you're not willing to work for it, I knew nobody. I came from Owen Sound. I didn't know anybody in the industry. Certainly nobody from where I'm... That's not true. Heather Hiscox is also from Owen Sound. Um, But it wasn't something that was on my radar of, oh, you can do this. Except for in my heart, I knew I could do it. And I knew that I wanted it bad enough. And so it never dawned on me. You know, I can remember time flying by and looking at the clock and being like, oh my gosh, it's 2.30. And I have to be back here at 9 a.m. But time would just go by because I would get lost in it. And I was fascinated by it. And I knew I had to teach myself. I mean, like I said, there there were some really great cameramen who let me and women who let me follow them on their night shoots. But then when everyone went home at 11, it was me in the edit bay editing, voicing and trying to make it look a certain way. And I would give it to my news director um, you know, every week a, a compilation of what I'd kind of done. He was very unimpressed. <laughs> Told me I didn't have what it took. Oh gosh. And we later found all my tapes stashed under his desk. But that's that's an important thing, I think, that just because one person doesn't believe in you doesn't mean that someone else won't. I've had more people in my life tell me no. Yes. And very few tell me yes, believe it or not. And, um, it's made me resilient, you know? So, well, I love, I love that you would leave them on his desk. And I think that that very courageous and resourceful and confident move ultimately paid off. And you were offered your own small soap opera Q and a to fill a gap in the programming in the middle of the afternoon Mm. of soap operas. And it was called lather up with Cheryl Hickey. Do you have tape of that, by the way? So I do somewhere in my basement. But here's the funny thing about that. It wasn't even a Q&A. At the time, the program director came to me and said, we have this five minutes in the middle of the soap opera. We don't know what we're going to do with it. You can do with what you can do whatever you want with it. Do you think you could make something? And I was like, yes, yes, I'll figure it out. And this was before any of those kinds of things. Like this was in 1997, maybe. Yeah. So I remember there was a magazine and I went and found this um, writer for a soap opera magazine. His name was Nelson Branco. And I emailed him and I was like, listen, if I get questions from viewers, can I send them to you? And then I'll read your answer live on air and we'll have like a thing. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Anyway, so we did that. And and I found, um, I went and talked to the maintenance guy. So I was close with everybody in the building. And the maintenance guy asked him if he had an area that I could build a set. And he's like, well, we have this old makeup room in the back of the truck bay, you know, um, as long as the trucks aren't in there because the smell of the, the fumes gets pretty. And I'm like, well, shut the door. It's fine. And I asked him if he had any paint. And he's like, yeah, we have a couple of cans of purple paint, but purple's kind of like, no, perfect. We're going to make it work. Went and found a ceramic cat in the 
attic and <laughs> boom, we had a set. And then wow. we were trying to figure out a name for it. And one of the girls being smart, like she was trying to be funny, leaned her head out of the door and was like, call it lather up with Cheryl Hickey. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and the news or the program director was like, yes. Soap opera's hickey, that's it. My dad was so angry that that was my first like rip into TV. But it when I left, it went on for a few years after that, and and you know I'm I'm proud of it. It was it was where I learned to ad lib. That's for sure. Well, it's just so impressive because you, as you said, you transformed this room into this purple little studio and and created your own show. And that just says so much about you. And then in May 1999, you joined the Global Television Network, where you worked Mm -hmm. as a photojournalist and as a news chopper reporter. And for our listeners who don't know what that means, you actually reported the news from up in a helicopter. And what amazes me about that story is that you have a real fear of heights. And that's one of the many dichotomies about you, Cheryl, is that on the one hand, you're a beauty and you're glamorous, and yet you're such a down-to-earth girl. But I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth about that. Really? (laughs) I'm not. I think that was something I struggled with. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that was something I struggled with with ET Canada. I really had a hard time with the identity of being glamorous all the time. Our show, thank goodness, has evolved and I'm allowed to be more me. Um, But in the beginning, it was, no, we want to be Hollywood North and all glamour all the time. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Which is kind of like a theme for my, my whole career is like, yeah, let's give it a go. Let's see what I can do. All right, let's see what happens. And but no, am I glamorous all the time? No. But but you're well. You can pull it off. I tell you more more than anyone I know. But what about the fear of heights? And you got up in that helicopter every day. How did you do that? I don't know. I wow. think back. I used to eat a sleeve of saltines, or at least half, on the drive from the station to the airport. <laughs> Uh, Because I would come in at three o'clock, shoot my story in the city with my camera, hand it off to editors because I'd give a rough draft of what I wanted it to be, rip to the airport, to Buttonville Airport, eat my crackers, do my makeup in the car, (laughs) jump into the chopper. Then we'd jump into the chopper and we'd go up and I would film all the intros for everybody's stories that night. And then of course I'd intro my own story. And oftentimes... When I would land, I would have sweat marks here, here, and here. And it was because I was terrified. And I had a couple really close calls in that helicopter that were legitimate reasons to be scared. Oh, my God. Weather-related, nothing to do ever with the pilots because the pilots were like rock stars. But we drove, we had to go up to Tobomori once to cover a drowning, sadly, of some Mm -hmm. children up there. Mm-hmm. And we got caught in a lightning storm and you couldn't see anything in front of you except for lightning. Good and Lord. it was terrifying. Yeah. And the other was a battery overheated in the helicopter and we were over oh. the CN tower and we had to race back to the airport. And that was really, really scary. Wow. Yeah. So legitimate, there were reasons because helicopters are helicopters, right? Stuff happens to have the, the fear of, of heights on top of that. Um, was really intense. But again, I, I never say no to anything. I, I, I wanted to give it a go. I wanted to see if I could be good at it. And also that was my chance to come to Toronto to learn something new. And I would be a fool to say no. 
And thanks to Lance Chilton, who was the news anchor at the time at the new VR and Barry, I almost said no to the job. Um, he told me if I said no, it would be the biggest mistake of my life. And he said, you've got to jump both feet in. Even if you don't believe you can do it right now, you've got to know that you will, but you will do it. And then I was like, fake it till you make it. He's like, fake it till you make it. I'm like, okay. What great advice for people who want to follow their passion and their purpose and their why is just do it, you know, just go for it. Even if you're afraid. I mean, that's such a beautiful story to illustrate that. And then the break of all breaks, you joined ET Canada <laughs> as host in 2005. And I saw your audition tape and I also <laughs> saw Rick Campanelli's. I oh, gotta yes. tell you, Cheryl, that tape was pretty fantastic. Like you looked gorgeous. You looked so comfortable. Like I was like, this is an audition tape. This could be a tape five years oh, in. Geez. What do you remember preparing for that audition and for your wardrobe? And I mean, you looked unbelievable. But how did you pull all that together? Or was it just like, I'm going to do it? Terrified. Terrified again. A lot of fear. Um, Listen, for weeks on end leading up to that, I was working at Global News. So I had a little cubicle and I would see other people walking in auditioning for the job. And originally I was told that I wouldn't get the job because they wanted someone who wasn't blonde haired and blue eyed. And they wanted someone people didn't know. And I was like, no, I, you know, as much as that was frustrating, I also understood like they had a, they knew what they wanted and I wasn't it, but they still let me audition. So I was like, okay. So I auditioned and I auditioned as though I had the job. Like I just was like, no, you did. And then of course, when I stepped off the stage, it was like, Ooh, but I, again, I think it's the whole fake it till you make it, you know, visualize yourself at the end result, be mm-hmm. that don't be the person who was auditioning. I was coming from the end result and being that there. You know, manifest it, see it. I I have an expression as a life coach, you know, see it, believe it, take action and you'll achieve it. You have to sometimes visualize it and you really knew how to do that. That's another phenomenal tip Mm -hmm. for people who are looking to follow their bliss in whatever area it is. But what Mm -hmm. a beautiful example. Did you have a sense at the time that this was not only the biggest break in your career, but it was going to change your entire life? Well, I knew when I auditioned, it would be an incredible opportunity. But again, being told that you, you weren't it. Um, I was also thinking, okay, well, then if, if this isn't my it, I know my it is coming. Like I could feel the change was coming. And I loved global news. I still love global news. But I was, I'd have grown it. Not because I was bigger or smaller than it, but where I wanted to go, the things I wanted to do were no longer within that shape. Right. So when I left, I, I did the logical thing that any other person would do. I booked um, a trip to Australia to see a boy to find myself (laughs) for three weeks. (laughs) I was like, bye. And I left and had a grand time, came back and Barb Williams and Zed Shalev said, we want to have a meeting with you. And I just figured because I worked at global, they wanted to let me down nicely and, you know, give me the courtesy of doing it in person. And I remember talking to my mom and, and on the way down and I said, you know, she's like, here's the deal. I know you're very passionate about your career and what you want. Just stay straight faced when they tell you no, be cool. And I remember it was raining as I was driving down, but I was just trying to get into that space. And I got there and they told me that they were, they were going to do an entertainment show and that it was called Entertainment Tonight Canada. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and I'm not there. Great. 
And they said in the co-host is going to be Rick Campanelli. And I'm like, what? And then they're like, would you like to host this show? Oh. And I remember looking across the skyline of the city because we were up, I don't know, like 11 floors. And I couldn't, nothing was coming out because I talk all the time and nothing was coming out. Nothing. <laughs> and I remember hearing Barb Williams say, is, are you okay? Like, are you this, you're happy? Are you? So, and then it was like, I was shot out of a cannon. Suddenly we're doing press. The executives from CBS were in the control room while we were rehearsing. Wow. Our set was being built like a set I'd never seen before. And I, and I think at the time it was like one of the, biggest entertainment sets in Canada. And so in that moment, I knew things were happening. And then that after our very first show, I went downtown for a dinner with all the CBS executives. Oh and I was God. like, oh, this is oh, this is a thing. Okay, so this is happening. And then the red carpets in Los Angeles and sitting with these people. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. And it was, it was, it was just, it was just, it just took off. You and Rick Campanelli were such a fabulous duo. I think you were called Barbie and Ken. You were you were just oh. like gorgeous. You were you were like the oh. it couple on TV. Was it fun mm-hmm. working with him? Oh, he's listen. Anyone who's ever worked with Rick will tell you he's got the biggest heart in the whole wide world. He is as nice as he seems. Um, he is a gentle soul. He's beyond talented, and I love him through and through. And everyone, you know, our, our entire team still loves Rick. He is just, he's that kind of guy. And um, I loved my days with Rick. They were silly. They were fun. We partied. I mean, it was great times, you know? So, and he was there through, uh, you know, meeting my husband, me getting engaged. He was at my wedding. Like, so Rick was, Rick's a very special person. Wow. So fabulous. Like, cause it's so great when, not only are you passionate about what you do, but you love the people you're doing it with. And it just makes like your life and your career so, so much better and so fabulous. Because of this job, you've been on numerous red carpets, Cheryl, as mentioned, at the Academy Awards, the Golden Globes, the Emmys, the Grammys, all of it, covering the hottest stars, Hollywood's top A-list celebrities, and allowing viewers to rub shoulders really with Hollywood's elite was there a favorite moment for you on a red carpet anywhere that just took your breath away? Oh gosh, anytime. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I don't even know. And I should go back and say about everyone else that I work with on our show, um, from Kimmy to Aaron to Natasha Gargiulo to Roz to Sangita to Carlos to Morgan to Keisha. Um, we have some really great people who are on the show and who have been on the show before. Matt Babel. And each person is spectacular, you know, and they brought so much to the show and the show is them because of it. So I I just want to preface that moments. Oh my goodness. The Grammys. Every time we went to the Grammys, for me, it was like, it was like a Super Bowl. Um, I, you know, from, I don't know, John Mayer singing to me and dancing with Flo Rida and seeing Justin Bieber for the first time when he was little and Drake. And meeting oh. Taylor Swift and the first time I saw Rihanna, um, then to being at the Cannes Film Festival and interviewing George Clooney and Don Cheadle on the beach. Like oh. there's moments where you're like, that happened. And then I'll look <laughs> back at pictures and be like, oh yeah, that happened. Um, yeah. So there's, there's really great. Uh, I'm very grateful uh, and very 
humbled to be in that situation. It's been wonderful. I want to tell our listeners, Cheryl's really being humble because almost I think you were like a star interviewing the stars. Yeah, I I don't remember it that way. It's interesting. I don't remember that, but I don't remember that feeling, I suppose. I watched a lot of footage and I, I I really picked up on that. I love one of the times that you interviewed Oprah Winfrey and she called out your name and we actually have a clip of it. Shelly, can you please roll that clip? Because Oprah said this to you and I think we've got the clip. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Cheryl Hickey. (laughs) Thank you for that. I'm never going to sleep. There's 15 seasons of incredible family moments at ET Canada. I mean, she, gosh, you know, I think for all of us, it was appointment TV on her show at 4.30 every day. And she taught you something, you learned something, you got great celebrity interviews. She talked about wellness and mindfulness. She brought mindfulness to the masses, you know, and still I will go on YouTube and watch some of her old shows just to review some of the mindfulness, I just think is so valuable. The way she brought it forward to our consciousness is incredible. The celebrity stuff was fun, but every time you left that show, you felt like you learned something. And I, I admire her more for that than for her celebrityism. And she gives a hug like nobody else. Oh. I've interviewed her multiple times and she's just like, I don't know. Her spirit is just something else. Wow. That's, that's so incredible. I, I, I yeah. can't even... I, that, that to me would be one of the most incredible people to interview. And you yeah. also had a very meaningful interview, I believe, with Celine Dion. You just seem to really be connected to mm-hmm. her and with her. What are your memories mm-hmm. of that interview? Before you answer that, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. In fact, Cheryl, would you like to do the honors and throw to break for us? All right. So we're going to go to a short commercial break, more with Finding Your Bliss. My dogs. Yeah, right. After, after this. We're kind of Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And our exclusive guest today is the host of Entertainment Tonight Canada, Cheryl Hickey. And just before the break, I was asking Cheryl about what it was like interviewing Celine Dion. I just I just remember her being, I've, I interviewed her three or four times, just being so um, very vulnerable. She's an incredibly vulnerable person. Uh, when she speaks to you, you know, she doesn't go in there with agenda. She never really knows what she's going to say until she's there, which is Mm -hmm. what makes her so beautiful and so perfect. You know, you know, as an interviewer, it's better to have someone just like give it to you 
than have a planned answer. And she's a person who does that. And she loves so hard and is so passionate. And you can feel it. That's it. She's a perfectionist too. And, and I, I think she's really, she's really something special. I think that's why her music is so impassioned because it really seems Ooh. to come from her heart and her soul. Absolutely. No, wow. you're right. If I say a couple of names, Cheryl, could you just give me your thoughts or a few adjectives or a favorite moment with them? Brad okay. Pitt. Oh, uh, film festival on the beach. Oh, wow. Wow. Taylor Swift. Oh, showing her a video of my son dancing and her saying she was in love with him. Mm. Aw, that's yeah, the best thing of all. I know. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I thought it would be cute <laughs> to give him a snot sucker one time. I love When he clip. first had his baby, I was like, here, and this is how you do it. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, okay, you, you sucked on it and it's for him, for his baby. Anyway, it went way different in my mind. But anyway, I love him because he's just, uh, he again, a really real person, um, very giving, a big family man. Uh, always, he's an entrepreneur too, which I love. So yeah, he's a great guy. David Foster. Wow. <laughs> David Foster. Oh, sarcastic jokester. Yeah. <laughs> but so talented, crazy talented. Yeah. So awesome. You've been all over the world with Entertainment Tonight Canada to Ken France, as mentioned, the Bahamas, England, Jamaica, all across mm. Canada, of course, the US, LA, mainly LA with the show. There's a fabulous clip of you. I love this clip getting ready for an award show, and you're with your hairdresser, your makeup artist is about to arrive along with your stylist, bringing you this beautiful gown, which we'll get to in oh, a moment. Yeah. And you did something that absolutely blew me away. Your hairdresser asked you if you'd be okay if he chopped off quite a few inches <laughs> off yeah. of your hair on the day of the award show, which yeah. takes tremendous guts. I don't think I could do it. And you did it. And you, of course, look beautiful as always. But that's another really cool thing about you is you're down to earth. You're not afraid to take risks. You're brave. Where does this fearlessness and bravery come from? Oh, see, again, I don't think I'm brave. Um, I try to be though, especially now that I have a daughter, I really, and, and my son, I'd like, I want them to be brave. And so I try hard to emulate that. Um, I think when it comes to hair in that specific situation, when I was a kid, we didn't go to hairdressers. My mom cut and permed, and sometimes we'd lay our head down on the ironing board and she'd flat iron it with an actual iron. Um, so our hair was always changing. Sometimes it was short, sometimes it was long, you know, whatever we felt. And my mom was always a person who was like, if you want your hair short, let's cut it short. It's just hair. Right. Hi. My daughter just walked in. Oh, hi. I love that thing. <laughs> she wants to show me her eraser. Isn't that Aww, nice? beautiful. Okay. That's cool. Love that. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, I'll be out in a bit. Um, so mom was always changing our hair. And so when it comes to hair for me, I love a good change. It's part of why I love wearing hair extensions because sometimes I'll go short, sometimes I'll go long. And oh. I was like, okay, yeah, let's definitely <laughs> cut it. So we cut it and I was like, this is so fun. And then like three weeks later, I was like, let's put hair extensions back in. Let's get her long again. <laughs> I, I love change. And I think that's the fun about beauty and fashion. I mean, I recently put my hair back to brown, which is what I am um, normally. 
from, I, but I haven't had this color since I was 16 years old, wow. but I wanted to change during COVID. And my hairdresser was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Let's go. So Looks gorgeous. I, love, I love change. Well, thank you. But I, I love change. And I think as a woman, embracing change is really important, yeah. especially when you get out of your twenties. I think yes. that not being afraid of change and leaning into it and having fun with it and not taking yourself too seriously and owning whatever you want to do with you, whatever that is, just do it. There's going to be a time where people don't agree with it because nobody's going to agree with everything, but you've just got to try and you've got to make yourself happy. So fantastic. I have to talk to you about gowns for a minute because you have Mm. such incredible style, a real style of grace and class. How has it been like working with designers of gowns? How does it all work? And how would you describe your personal style on the red carpets? Ooh, um, it's incredible working with various designers over the years. I mean, the Canadian designers are, gosh, they're just making their mark all over the world. And, And I'm lucky enough to have been able to wear so many of them from Greta Constantine. Uh, and beyond. There's just, there's so many. And um, I am lucky enough to work with really great stylists. I worked with a woman named Maggie for years, another woman named Alicia. And now we have another woman in there named Maria. And they bring all these great options to us to try and to see what works. I mean, the reality is my body's changed so much over the years. You know, I've gone I, when I had my kids, I went from 130 pounds up to 205 pounds. And so we had to dress for all the different seasons of my body. And that was during the war show season because uh, I only took six months off with each child. Wow. And with Jackson, I had to be at the Grammy red carpet after four months. And so, yeah, we were, we've worked with all kinds of designers. And I think for me, knowing that you know, dresses come in all shapes and sizes. And that's the beautiful part. It's really how you feel on the inside. And and the designers are just fantastic. So great. You, you have a great style on the set, whether you're at the anchor desk, just standing on the set at home or on the carpets. And you just have a great style, whatever you do. Yesterday, I saw you on Instagram wearing what just seemed to be, I think, a, a dark black sweater. And then you lifted your arm up and there was this gorgeous stripe of hot pink, lime green, tangerine orange. I don't know what that sweater is, but it was on Instagram. And I was like, wow, even when you're just oh. at home, what a fabulous, fabulous look. Oh. It's uh, it's so much Thank fun. You. So being famous, I remember when I interviewed Erica M for the first time, and she told me about once she was walking on Queen Street and she noticed people whispering about her. And she finally realized they were whispering about her because they recognized her from being on TV. Do you remember the moment when people started recognizing you? Because you're in our living rooms five nights a week at 7.30 p.m. on global television, Channel 3 in Toronto. You're in our homes five nights a week. Do you remember that moment where you started, maybe even you and Rick at the time, to be noticed when you would be out shopping or at a restaurant or at a movie theater? I guess I would have been in my early 20s uh, when I worked for Global News because I remember they did a big chopper promo and it was everywhere. Um, So I would say it was at the grocery store with my mom and my mom said, do you see that? I was like, see what? She's (laughs) like, do you not see the people? And I'm like, what people? 
she's like, people are looking at you. And I'm like, for what? And so <laughs> she's like, no, like they're looking at you. And I'm like, so she noticed. I didn't really notice. Um, and I still don't notice, I, uh, to be honest, unless someone comes up and says something, um, which people do. And they're always really lovely and super nice. Um, I don't know. I think it would be weird. I noticed that all the time. Don't you think that would be weird about me if it was like, I noticed you noticing me? Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess, I don't know. I've been doing this since I was 20. And so maybe I just, I don't know. You're probably just used to it. It's like part of your life. And and also in Canada, people are probably not obtrusive. Like they don't, they might just be friendly and smile, but you know, yeah. not, uh, you know, do that whole, that whole other thing that happens. You mentioned your mom and you've described her mm. as your soulmate. Oh and, yeah. Wow. Tell me about your mom. Yeah. Oh, she's just the coolest lady ever. She is, we call her, you know, she's glass half full lady. She's rose colored glasses. And she will openly say, I wear my rose colored glasses. And, and, um, the other day I went and bought rose colored glasses. I Aww. did a blue pair and a, and a, peach pink pair and I said to her I drove to work the other day and it was a really gray and cloudy day and I said I wore rose colored glasses and legitimately I felt better on the drive to work and she's like see <laughs> but she's the person who taught me about mindfulness she I remember watching the secret with her years ago when I was a kid and um she's just she's a mind over matter woman she is a thoughtful person um, always puts other people first um, to a fault. But she's just, she's really special. She's a special human being. She glows from the inside out, for sure. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like she's your best friend. Oh, for sure. She, uh, hands down. I call her like three times a day. No, she's, she knows all the things. Yeah, she's, she's my person, for sure. That's so lovely. I mm-hmm. love that. That's so, yeah. You actually and her used to, dream up ideas and inventions together. (laughs) And that really, I think, was the seed and sort of the the birth, if you will, of your wonderful company. Yeah. When I was little, we used to sit up if I couldn't sleep or she couldn't sleep and I'd hear her downstairs, I'd come down and we'd grab a sketch pad and we'd draw out ideas of things that we thought would be cool. Like I remember we drew this ball and it had a motor in it and it would roll around. And we said, oh, we're perfect for dogs. And then dog, and then of course, like three years later, we see it on TV being sold. We're like, oh, we should have oh done that. Oh my God. Um, but she's always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. And her thought was always, well, why not? Well, sure, you could, you could try. Um, oh, great. So I think through all of my adventures in entrepreneurship, um, I have had that spirit from her, you know, I'm I'm working on developing something really new coming out very soon that I'm really excited about. Um, I can't talk about it. So, but I will say, um, being an entrepreneur to me is, it's just like, it's that glow inside. I love the idea of creating something new with people. So it's fun. And my kids love doing it too. So fantastic. Being a mom, like mm. I know, I know for me, I also have two kids that are a little older than your kids, but best thing in life, right? Be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. My clock was not ticking. Um, when I, everyone else's was around them, me. And I was like, Oh, I don't make my clocks broken to the batteries out. Like I don't, I don't, 
I always knew I wanted a family. And, but I was like, but let me do this with my career first. Let me do this. Let me, like my mom always said, and I think this is brilliant. And I say this to my kids. My mom always said, um, get your education, get your career down pat, get your finances in order. Sure, be in love, but don't get married until you have yourself settled. Yes. Get yourself in a good place, build from there. And she said, you know, you never want to financially depend on someone else ever. Mm-hmm. Be able to take care of yourself, especially wow. to me and my sister. Um, and then when love comes, that's a bonus. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you don't need anybody, but they can compliment you in life. And so I thought that was really, really powerful. And um, when I had my kids, I, um, I thought truthfully, I would have, I was like, I'm going to have a night nanny and I'm going to go to back to work after three months. And that's what we're going to do. I don't know who I thought I was, <laughs> but as soon as they were born, I could not leave their side. I get it. And I quickly realized that that was the missing piece to everything. Like it, it just was. And I, there was a time where I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to work because I loved being with them so much. But then of course, the hunger of my career um, kind of bounced that out. But no, I love being with them. And right now, one of them is standing behind this camera mouthing words to me. What? <laughs> Dad's what? Okay, well, my keys are in my purse. Well, no, get your dad to do it. Okay, get in. <laughs> See, this is busy. That's so normal. I, I get it. I, I totally get it. There's a beautiful clip of you and your dad that is so tender. And I had a relationship like this with my late father. And thank God you still have your father. And you're just thanking him for teaching you so much of what you know and being such a wonderful dad. And and he's saying, I can't take all the credit. We're a team, mm-hmm. your mom and I, and you just take his hand and tell me about your dad. Oh, he's, um, he is spectacular. He was um, always our, our biggest, our biggest fan, our biggest protector. Um, and he was always the guy who would say like, go for the top. I remember I was looking for a place, my very first place in London. And we were looking for a house, a place to live. And I was like, okay, well, let's just try and find like a one bedroom or whatever, whatever. And he's like, you know what we should do? We should go look for a penthouse. Let's go see if anybody's trying to get rid of a penthouse. Let's just see. Let's just see. And then, and then we'll work our way down. And I was like, well, that seems very strange. And wouldn't you know, there was this guy who was trying to lease out his penthouse. He just needed to get it rented out to someone good because he had to go travel or do whatever. Mm. And me and two of my friends moved into this penthouse in not because we could afford a penthouse, but because his idea was go for the gold, Mm. go for what you really want and then see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that was always the way he looked at it. And I thought it was, I thought it was crazy, but sometimes it worked out and he's just, he was a really, and I say was because my dad has a rare brain disease and now, I'm sorry, you know, is not, is nonverbal. And so he's still all those things. He just can't be all those things right now. So, but yeah, he, he is a big part in all of 
us, like my sister, my brother, and I, all of our development. He's, he's a great man. Yeah. I, I can relate to this more than you know, and I bet he mm-hmm. still responds to love and mm. to music and to hugs mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, he definitely um, responds. Music is spectacular. As soon as you play it, he can sing it. It's great. So, um, but um, yeah. So. Cheryl, you've, you've managed to get through COVID. I, I love another clip that I saw mm. of you doing voiceovers in your dressing room because all those clothes sort of, you know, uh, give them great closet. pad and great sound, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. a little monitor, I guess your laptop and your I think talking to a stylist or a producer about what you're going to wear. And then all of a sudden you go to your backyard and there's a whole ET Canada global television shoot set up, set up outside in your backyard. Like it's just like making it work. But I know there's been mental health stuff for people and so many difficult things. What has helped you survive COVID the last two years? I think we're coming out of it, God willing. Uh, what has helped you? And what, how would you have described this last two years, really, since March 2020? Yeah. Um, I think very early on, my dad got COVID. And it scared mm. me really badly. Mm. And I thought, I need to be in the best shape mentally and physically of my life. Because if I should get it, I need to be able to be really healthy and strong for my kids. So I went on this sort of nutritional wellness journey. I've always been into wellness, but I was like, no, I need to walk the walk. Yes. So I started working with this woman named Suzanne Galuzzo and she has this program called Best of You. Yes. And uh, you know who she is? Guess what? You inspired me to do it and I'm on it as well. And I've just lost oh, 10 pounds. That's amazing. You were the Thank one. You. And I, uh, you and, and, and Melissa as well. And, Melissa. And, and I'm on her program because of you. So thank you. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, I, I, I went on her program because I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling myself. I'm just not feeling great. I knew I wasn't eating, eating, you know, really well. So I went on this program. It sort of reminded me about wellness and nutrition, how food is medicine. Like it's just so powerful. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I've got this. I'm on this track, but I need to lean into my meditation. So I really yes. leaned into meditating at least once a day. For a little while there, when things were really intense with COVID, I would take, I would do it twice a day and not long, but sometimes five minutes, sometimes 20 minutes. Um, and, um, my kids were really good at knowing that this is what mommy needed to recharge and then doing some of the fitness stuff. I am not a fitness person. I've said it out and out, but I know how good it is for you. Yeah. I love the results and don't love doing it, but yeah. I love walking. So that's all good. So I think being really mindful understanding my body and taking care of me but also just I've been on a real journey this last two years on trying to discover what makes me happy Mm -hmm. and I know and I've always known this but I really know now um being with my family and being with my kids Mm -hmm. is what brings me peace when I travel and when I'm away from them I'm stressed I'm anxious I miss them when I'm home with them, I get filled up. I'm like, I'm the best, I'm the best version of myself. So right now I'm living this great world where I go into work, I do the interviews, I'm home when they get home from school and I, I fill their bucket, they fill mine. And I feel like it's good. It's good. And so I've regained some sort of balance back in my life. If I could find any good out of COVID, because there's not a lot, 
it's that I've grabbed this balance again. And uh, I'm going to hold on to it as much as I can because I know they need me. And, and this is a sweet space I'm in. And I feel strong. I feel healthy, you know? So great. You're so inspiring. Yeah. And no. you've inspired so many people by your journey. I'm so glad and, you're on the program. Oh, it's so great. No, I have to tell you, here's the Fitbit. No problem with Yay! the Fitbit, right? The exercise, ugh, the burpees. No, I'm struggling with those. <laughs> Do you like exercising? I hate them. I don't uh, know. I know okay, let me tell you where my steps are at. I think I'm really behind today. Oh, Let's me see too. That. I'm so behind. Oh, what oh am my I gosh, on? I'm only at 5,000. 6,282. Get on that treadmill tonight. You and I, we're going to be like, ah. we got to get on that treadmill and make it happen. Yeah. What is bliss for Cheryl Hickey? Oh, it's a lot of things. What is bliss? It's being scared and leaning into it, which means usually when I'm a little bit nervous about something, it means I'm on the cusp of doing something great or trying something new or stretching or growing. So that to me is bliss. Being home, being with my children and being present uh, is my bliss. Family's my bliss. Family's my bliss. That's it. Like I think when I, as I, just as we're talking it, yeah, family is my bliss. Uh, my job is my bliss. Um, life is my bliss. Like all of it. Like I, I just, I'm very grateful uh, for the life that we've created and the life that we have. I'm just super grateful. Well, I have mm. to tell you our bliss has been spending this time with you. Nah, good one. I like that. Thank you. It's, it's really, really Thank true. You. And uh, you're just terrific, really. You're uh, Everyone, what you see is what you get. And Cheryl Aww. is everything that she is beautiful on camera. She is as a person And she's so well. fancy. Look at my foot there. <laughs> I love that. I should also just mention, you're also the host of the HGTV Makeover Show, Canada's new Feel Good Renovation Series, Family Home Overhaul. Yes. Very briefly, how did this all evolve and what, and tell us about it. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was an amazing thing. Um, uh, the executives at HGTV called me and said, we've got this idea for this really cool show. We are going to overhaul eight people's lives who are really struggling, who are really in need of, of something beautiful. Uh, we think you'd be perfect to host it. What do you say? And I'm like, when do we start? You know? Um, and the beautiful part about this show, Judy, is... We did this show right before the pandemic hit. So we changed eight people's lives before the worst thing could have happened. And um, it was just uh, such a blessing and to be able to do that with these families. What is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on social media? Yeah, um, you can connect with me at Cheryl Hickey on Instagram, Cheryl Hickey on TikTok. And I'm not really on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's she, 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 I just, it's too negative. It's just too, <laughs> too many things. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. Instagram. I like TikTok. That's my jam. That's awesome. And of course, everyone, you can watch Cheryl Hickey five nights a week at 7.30 on Global on Entertainment Tonight Canada as the host. And she is just so fantastic. And and that's why I watch the show. So continue yeah. watching it. It's, it's better than ever. I want to thank you again so much for being on the show today. It's really been an honor and a thrill to have you here. Oh, it's so nice to be here, Judy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Finding Your Bliss when we come back. Back in a moment.
Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, and we've just had a fabulous hour with the incredibly talented, bright, beautiful Cheryl Hickey from Entertainment Tonight Canada, and I've got some great Bliss news for you as well this week. In Bliss News, we are so excited to announce our phenomenal pre-spring giveaway courtesy of at Out on a Limb. Out on a Limb is an amazing retail company that sells specially curated clothing, sleepwear, accessories, hosiery, socks, shoes, and so much more. They are giving away a $100 prize giveaway to a lucky Finding Your Bliss listener. And all you have to do is just head over to the Instagram page at The Bliss Minute to find out how you can enter to win. Each week, we spotlight a singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at musicoffindingyourbliss.com. And if you're an author, artist, yoga, meditation, or mindfulness expert, or really anyone who has found and is following their bliss, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at fyb at findingyourbliss.com. I'm also a life coach, and I'd love to help you. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can do that by just going to findingyourbliss.com slash coaching. Also, I'm on Insight Timer, the number one free meditation app. And all you have to do is search up Judy Liebrack. And of course, you can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. I would like to thank our exclusive guest, Cheryl Hickey, for being on the show today. We loved having you. Also, a big thank you to Mag Ruffman, producer Siobhan Kiley, associate producer Shelley Koskinen, senior editor Haley Allegia, editorial assistant Lauren Kaminsky, intern Beatrice Pardal, and audio producer Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. I would love to end the show today with just a short quote, and it really reminds me of our wonderful guest today, and here it is. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. Do the thing you think you cannot do. And that was said by Eleanor Roosevelt. For everyone here, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to be brave and courageous and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.